Welcome to the My Rules of Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbley. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunity to chat with Spencer last recording. And I'm actually pushing our discussion slightly further. My perspective is I need to create a dice-free environment to enable me to play these games in bed, preferably with my wife. Well, not with my wife playing, but in bed with my wife. So I'm not able to roll dice like I would be able to roll dice if I was doing it independently in front of a table. This in large part is because the time with my daughters is really of utmost importance. So I've got work, I've got time with my daughters, and then I had this time in bed, which I wanted to use for this thing of solo role-playing or solo wargaming. Solo role-playing is a lot easier because I don't want to have the miniatures in the bed, obviously. So solo uh, role-playing requires me to have dice rolls already on paper not having to roll dice in the bed. And it changes some of the dynamics accordingly. I'm thinking probably the first thing I want to tackle, having had a good think about and have a look through the manuals, is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, a very lightweight TMNT game with a book and dice rolls and dice mechanics in a situation where I can do them all in bed. Now, this is a very interesting process, and it's something that Spencer's avoided, but I want to actually try and grab the ball by the horns and roll into that thing as as much as possible and just see what the boundaries are with regards to playing without dice. Seems like a bridge too far. Seems like an extreme update in this podcast about how I get along. Secondary point, I've been spending a little bit of time in the realm of roguelikes. Roguelikes are games of the 1980s style where basically it's a text interface and you're moving a little character around a bunch of other characters and fighting monsters and going, it's basically dungeon crawl in text. That's the best way I can describe it. When I used to play these games, well, I used to play this game with a friend of mine, actually. I think it was called Hack or NetHack. And that is very definitely an early roguelike. There are a dozen or more of these in the kind of general vernacular. There's an annual contest, I believe, maybe biennial. I'm not sure how frequently the contest is, but people write these games still. And they're available on open source, which means it's an interesting movement from like my programming development, open source, after hours stuff, and having these games. And my thought was, do I write one of these games? Because if I wrote one of these games... Firstly, it would be very interesting for this particular podcast recording, taking gaming and putting it into a very specific face, but also it would enable me to utilize my vast library of artificial life-related stuff and make probably a really interesting environment. So I held my horses on this, and I'm thinking maybe in the future, maybe in the next after six months, perhaps, I might come back and explore the roguelike game, because it is really solo gameplay through a very particular interface with a very particular number of things that can be shown through that interface. And I think it lends itself very heavily to some of the background that I've had with simulation. I was thinking of actually writing a version of my simulation with characters, with ANSI characters, that you could just move around and do all that stuff. Potentially in the future, never say never. But I put a pause on this project specifically. Firstly, I have way too many projects. Secondly, because the GNU public license is impacting the projects that I like in the space, and I'm not developing into the GNU public license anytime soon, unfortunately, folks. So that just eliminated the areas that I wanted to move through. I thought about doing rewrites, which is still within my time frame and my power. So roguelikes may be coming back into this particular podcast recording, but I wanted to put it out there. So I went on a walk, and I decided I needed to record a little bit more about the roguelike games, because I did point a bunch of people to this podcast if they wanted to listen to me talking more about roguelike games. There are two fundamental distinctions in this, one is called a roguelite, and the other one is called a roguelike. 
the road light, to my understanding, doesn't save state. And saving a state is a huge headache. The road lights that I like are ones that include lantern exposure. So the lantern exposure means that you have a radius which you need to move through in order to see the edges of walls and this kind of stuff, get any additional details. And I think it's a very powerful method to actually encourage people to dungeon crawl and actually explore the corners of the dungeons and these kind of things as well. But it creates a huge amount of data because if you imagine you have 10 of these maps, you're going through these maps in great detail, each map fits on a large screen, then you've got a lot of data that you need to save off associated with, I've been in this room, I've seen this room, I've seen this much of this room, this kind of stuff. And actually, this is also an artificial life-related problem, that if you create a very detailed artificial life simulation and you want to save state, you've got to save off all this information. So it was something I was very mindful of, and I realized, hold it, wait, if I'm getting into this, I'm just getting into the state-saving game. Fundamentally, it might look beautiful, but I don't really want to be in the state-saving game wherever possible. And I think the nature of my background playing with it was I played with a friend and we played it as basically a role-playing game-like experience where the friend was fundamentally the dungeon master who moved things around and I was fundamentally the player. It was a very interesting experience, but now obviously this is not the way these games are played. You play them individually, solo. In fact, it's interesting actually in the discussion of solo gameplay that this is a topic that comes up through this discourse as well. So there are about a dozen or so open source related versions that I was actually get, able to get the source code to and test out. And the ones that I liked, unfortunately, were under the GPL. And the ones that I liked, unfortunately, had lanterns. And I think the lantern dynamic is something that I would need to include if I create a roguelike in the future. But it also reminded me that I've got a bunch of state related saving that I probably should be doing in my own simulation before I start exploring this kind of thing. So that's how the cognitive narrative concluded. Roguelike, great that it's there. Maybe sometime in the foreseeable future, after I've done a few more things with the simulation in my own time, then I'll consider writing one. Something very interesting is happening with the lead pile, which I think I'll save for a future recording. But I just want to record an update. Thank you very much for Spencer. Variety of different thoughts through this, but attempting to do solo role playing in bed without dice. Stay tuned for more. Tom Barbell in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.